What's going on? Woo. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Week 18 in the books. If you had your championship during week 18, I sincerely apologize. I feel really bad for you. Uh, on behalf of your commissioner, I should say I apologize because you should not have fantasy championships in week 18, but here we are. No. We're going to recap another another week of fantasy football. Lucas Wenzel, Cameron Lawrence hanging out with you. Recording Monday here, January 9th. You'll get this episode on Tuesday. We have a full slate. We're going to recap everything week 18 for you all today. We've had quite the uh swing of events happen over the weekend we'll we'll get into some news and notes here as well uh and then we'll also give you an update on what's to come yes, here sir. in the future weeks uh because we are going to be making a shift in our posting schedule for the podcast won't be a drastic one but just so you know we will not be we haven't been releasing three episodes a week part of that has been our own schedules but part of mm-hmm. that too now will be the fact that the fantasy football season is over and we just don't have as much fantasy content to cover in a given week. So uh, we are going to go down to two episodes a week after this, and we'll forecast a little bit of that at the end of the episode. But for now, Cameron, let's discuss some news and notes from around the league, and we have to start with the best piece of news of the day. Damar Hamlin, he has been discharged from the hospital is returning home to Buffalo. Uh, reports are that he's also handling a normal diet right now as well, which is absolutely phenomenal for a guy who was quite literally fighting for his life on the football field less than a week ago as of this recording. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's great to hear, though. You know, and it just was, it was a kind of a tense week in the football world. You know, it's, you could tell just, like especially, you got to imagine for Buffalo, especially like they're you're not thinking about football while you're trying to play a game that actually no. has a lot of meaning for them. So, um, you know, it's just it's just awesome to hear. Yeah, this was definitely a week where focusing on the health of Demar Hamlin was was the most important thing. Yep. Admittedly, I I didn't listen back to Tyler's episode that he recorded solo midweek. I was in quarantine. I had COVID. I had no voice. Uh, but to, to speak a little bit on that, it, it became bigger than football last week, right? Yep. Um, we didn't come out with our episode as early as we would have liked, or one of us wasn't on it simply because it like, that was like, I don't even think it came up in our group chat that day. Mm-hmm. Like normally we're like, okay, we're recording today, right? Like that day, like that was not the focus mm-hmm. of, of the week at all. Not until Thursday. Um, and even at that point, it just felt like we, should get something out. Um, but yes, no, this is absolutely fabulous news. And the, the, the amount of support that Tamar Hamlin has received has just been, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome to see. So uh, that is, that is great, great news to know that Tamar Hamlin is going home to Buffalo. Uh, and though he's on the IR getting paid his full salary as well. I don't know if you saw that. I did uh, see that. That's a cool move by the Buffalo bills and, and yep. the players association to allow that to happen. Other news and notes. 
goodness, there is a lot of playoff implications from this weekend, draft implications as well. Let's start with the playoff teams. They are finalized, and we have all the matchups determined as well. The wild Super Wildcard Weekend slate has been decided by the NFL. From the AFC, you got Kansas City with the one seed. They are getting the bye. The uh, Chargers, excuse me, and the Jaguars, they play 7-15 Saturday night. Seattle and San Francisco plays earlier that day. Then on Sunday, you get Miami at Buffalo, followed by Minnesota hosting the Giants at 3.30. Sunday night football will be the, the Ravens at the Bengals, and then you have the Cowboys visiting the Bucks for Monday night football. Uh, which matchup are you most intrigued by next weekend? Well, I mean, obviously the Vikings and the Giants well, just bias aside <laughs> might be the Vikings' only chance to win a playoff game. But other than that, I re I really want to see this Dallas Tampa game. Yeah, because I actually think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I feel like these are two teams, especially the way Dallas ended the season, that it feels like it's going to be a gross game. But I'm really hoping for like week one of uh, 2021 when yeah. they when they faced off. That that was a great matchup, and I'm, I'm hoping for something like that. Um, but other than that, you know, I don't know how close any of these games are going to be. Yeah. Um, I think I think Cincinnati Baltimore will be a great game if Lamar is back. If Lamar is still hurt, um, I've I've heard people leaning towards him being back. But if he's still hurt, then I do think that that would be a, a stinker. But if he's back, it'd be a really good game. I think the sneaky, like one of the sneaky good games of the weekend is going to be. The, the Chargers visiting the Jags. I think that's going to be a sneaky good one. I do think. Okay, I, I take that back. That, that will be a good game. It's an interesting game, though. There'll it's be an no interesting game. Maybe and maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just more more uh, appeased by uh, Justin Herbert going against Trevor Lawrence, vice yeah. versa. But like that's one that I feel like has a make has the makings to be like a sneaky high scoring game. Like that yeah. could be a game that sneaks into the you know over fifty point total points territory. And I don't think anybody is expecting that. No, it could, or it could look like the Tennessee Jags. Or it could look like the Tennessee Jags. So. <laughs> it could. That 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 could happen as well. I am not going to put that out of the question either. Yeah. Uh, and Philadelphia got the buy from the NFC. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, but I would agree. Outside of, I think I'm most interested in that Chargers Jacksonville game. But for sure, maybe that's just me trying to be different because otherwise, the yep. the obvious answer feels like it's it's Dallas and, and Tampa. Yeah. So we have the big winners, uh, now the big losers of the season. Ha-ha. Uh, the top 14 picks in the draft have been finalized. And this is with trades and everything, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and this is the this is the order. Chicago Bears. <laughs> Shout out Lovey Smith. Get the first mm -hmm. overall pick. Houston Texans, two-point conversion themselves out of the number one overall pick. We'll we'll elaborate on that in a, in a second here. But the Texans get the number two. The Cardinals get three. Colts at four. Seahawks, five via Denver. Lions at six via the Rams. You got the Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Eagles, Titans. Texans again at 12. And the Jets and the Patriots. That wraps out the top 14 uh mock drafts be going crazy right now yeah. uh odds you think chicago trades out of the number one pick i feel like they have to i don't I just, think they're going to i feel like a team's going to give them a crazy amount you know i just think the uh, being able to get either bryce young or cj stroud whoever you think is your guy 
knowing what like San Francisco gave up to get Trey Lance, I really think the team's going to pay up. And I just think they just have so much holes on their team. So what so team is what what team is that going to be? Because okay, so so let's let's cruise through this. Let's do this quick. So you have the Texans. They're looking for a quarterback. Let's yeah, be real. They're probably at this point. They're probably going to settle if they go yep. quarterback. They're probably going to settle for whoever isn't the number one overall pick. Should the Bears trade it away, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, the Cardinals. Yep. They have Kyler Murray. The Colts. That's the first team I'm interested in. Yeah, they could be an interesting one. Just just knowing they don't have to go up quite as much outside of the four. Yep. And the Bears probably more likely to trade back, assuming that the first two picks are going to be quarterbacks. Seattle Seahawks <clears throat> at five, excuse me. I don't think they're likely to trade up. No, I think they were. We had talked about them taking like uh, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at three, if that's where they ended up. But I don't think they're going to go out of their way to make no. that pick. No, they're not going to go out of their way to land one of those guys. I 100% agree. The Detroit Lions, they've already said Jared Goff uh, yeah. is the way. So they will not be taking a quarterback. The Las Vegas Raiders, they're an interesting one. I don't think they would go out of their way, though, to do so. No, because I think they want to keep Devontae Adams around. And so I think they're going to try and go the veteran quarterback route. Yes, I would agree. That or, I mean... You know, Jared Stidham didn't look awful in one of his two yeah, starts. Um, that's true. <laughs> I'm not saying that's incentive. Here's an interesting one, the Atlanta Falcons. They're interesting to me. I think them and the Panthers behind them. Yep. I could I could honestly see them getting in a bidding war a little bit with each other. Yep. You know, I, they both need a quarterback. And especially the Panthers have done the bridge quarterback now for like four years in a row, and it just hasn't been working. Yep. Um, And so... Those those two would be intriguing. I don't know what the rest of their like picks look like as far as assets. I know the I mean at least the Panthers have more from the um 49ers deal um with McCaffrey. Right. Um, but both of those two teams would be interesting. Yep. Uh I hundred percent agree with that. And I think that's where my list ends because then you have the Eagles, yep. Titans, Texans, Jets, Patriots. The Jets, I again apparently they're riding with Zach Young through thick and thin. Uh um, yeah. Yikes. That's not what I want to hear, but uh, no, I don't think the rest of those teams trade off at all. Packers could be an interesting one if Rodgers leaves. Yeah, and we'll see when he makes that decision by knowing Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to make that by draft night. So (laughs) He'll make sure to make it the day after. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, That wraps out some news from from a team level. Well, I guess not really a team level. The rest of this news feels more individual based, but Mm -hmm. still on a team level, I guess, because the Arizona Cardinals it had to be done well done well done i am proud of you arizona canned head coach cliff kingsbury who signed a contract extension this offseason through 2027 literally 10 months ago and now he gets booted to the curb uh well done this is everybody has been saying that's been your problem for the last two years yeah and it took you two years and a whole bunch of money thrown away later to uh, can't Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, he had a losing record in college with Patrick Mahomes and a losing record in the NFL with Kyle Murray. So I, I just don't think he's cut out to be a head coach. And I'm going to be honest, watching him call plays for D-Hop would not make me want to have him as my offensive coordinator. And yet I've already seen him linked all over the place to be in OC places. Um, which I, So I don't understand the, that either. 
Um, I just think people want the next Sean McVay. And yep. he's a young, hip coach, you know, who, but I, I just connections to Sean yeah, McVay. Exactly. But I don't think he is nearly at Sean McVay's level. No, 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 um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he is not. Uh, Houston Texans. They fired head coach Lovey Smith. You cowards. Lovey knew Absol- it. <laughs> he knew it. You had, I, I hope Lovey Smith knew he was getting canned going into that game. Mm-hmm. Because that would just make this all the better. Yep. Go for two. Screw him on to the number one pick. No, screw you. You expect me to win with this ragtag bunch that you've given me, and you're canning me yep. for for getting three win, four wins on the season. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was Lovey Smith supposed to do with that team? Yeah. I said it from the get. Like, you fired David Cully. Like, what? Why did you even fire Cully last season? He had this group playing hard. Yeah. And if you're just gonna bring in another bridge coach, why not let it be David Cully? Like exactly. just just sign him to the real deal. So I, it's stupid. The Texans are an absolute sorry organization. I'll leave it at that. I just it makes me sick to my stomach that they would just do that to Lovey Smith. Bring him in for a year, expect him to make something with this team, and then just can him like he's not good enough. This team isn't good enough. Period. Yeah, the- the Texans are going to find themselves in another Bill O'Brien situation because that's the only way they're going to get a coach to come in is if they say you have full control of everything because nobody's going to want to be here when you can't even trust the owner to keep you around. They give you no leash, you know, and you just have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. So they're going to give it to somebody who doesn't deserve to have full control of their entire roster making these moves, and they're just going to end up in the same cycle again. I 100% agree. Sean McVay. Report came out uh, literally during the right before games started yesterday. I don't think that was a coincidence. Uh, rumors that he may be stepping away from the Rams organization. Uh, and according to Jay Glazer, he is leaning that way, stepping away from the Rams. Um, look, he got into coaching super young. Yeah, He's been through a whole heck of a lot. Coached a ton of successful teams, won the Super Bowl last year. I mean, like, the guy's been put through the ringer, and he's, what, 37? Yep. The dude is literally only 12 years older than me. Like, you can do the math to figure out how old I am, but, like, like dude's still young, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude's plenty young. I Like, I give nothing but props to the guy. I I know you've seen quite a bit of uh, backlash in the community that, that feels fairly unwarranted. Yeah, I just a lot of people like, oh, Sean McVay is going to leave this team high and dry. He just traded away all the first round picks. Like he, you won a Super Bowl last year. As a Vikings fan, I would give up our first round picks for the next fifteen years to win a Super Bowl this year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I would trade it all away. And people are like, oh, he's just going to leave him. Like he brought you to a Super Bowl way back when with Jared Goff, and then won you a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. You can't ask much more for him. Him, and I know he's been getting huge offers for like. TV um, deals. TV deals. Why wouldn't you go take it? And he could go do it for four years, come back, coach for eight, do it again, TV deal for four, coach for eight. And he could do that four more times and he, before he's even Bill Belichick's age at this point. So it's just yeah. like this guy can do what – literally could do whatever he wants. So, And I wouldn't blame him for not coming back. No, I wouldn't either. I, I, I'd say great. Yeah. Go go out and, and do what you want, man. Go go out and chase exactly. that TV money. That's good money right there. And, and yep. frankly, I think he'd be really good at it. I do too. He'd be a lot of fun to listen to. He'd be a lot of fun to listen to. 
Uh, Jay Glazer, speaking of him uh, reporting Sean McVay leaning towards leaving the Rams, uh, he also linked Jim Harbaugh to the Indianapolis head coaching job. I find that very interesting. Um, I do too. I don't think that's the job you leave Michigan for if you're Jim Harbaugh. No, I I would agree. Um, I'd leave it for Denver. I would leave it for Denver as well. Um, he was close to the Vikings last year, right? It sounded like yep. he wanted to be the Vikings coach, and they were like, eh, we're going to leave you in Michigan. And so to go to Indianapolis now does feel like a step down unless he knows something that we don't about them getting a quarterback. Um, right. Like if he, maybe if he's a big Will Levis fan or they've told him, hey, we'll trade up for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. But even with that, this team's aging on defense and their line was not as good as we thought they were going to be. So I, I, I don't know if this will be where I want to go. Yeah, I, it's interesting um, because the reports are that if Jim Harbaugh gets a head coaching job, like a head coaching offer, he's going to take it and leave Michigan. That's the report right now. But I, I find it, I find it hard to believe it's going to be Indianapolis. Um, it certainly won't be Houston. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that right now. Um, Denver is really the only other enticing. Yeah. Well, Arizona, maybe if you get Kyler Murray, but that's he's not be out all next year, probably too. Yeah, right. That's not a team. That's not a position. No, like you don't a, want LA. No, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Interesting <laughs> that that it's Indianapolis. Yep. Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell, they are interviewing for the Carolina head coaching opening. Um, just news to track there. I don't think there's anything big or important there, but uh, these teams are starting to do their first round of, of head coaching interviews now. So just two names to watch there. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he did leave yesterday's game uh, versus the Jets with an ankle injury. Uh, did he return in that game? That was one I did not double check. I threw that in the dock and then I totally blew to double check if he returned. I can look it up quick. I don't think he did. I thought he was out, but maybe. Um, uh, he did return. Yes, he, he did, did return. Right. Uh, he br- briefly exited and listed as questionable. He did return. Um, so he sh- just on the track throughout the week there. Uh, and then Mike Williams, he suffered a lower back injury. The initial x rays came back negative, but. Uh, he is having some more tests done today and today being Monday. Yep. News and notes from around the league. Let's dive into one last round. If you had a championship this week, uh, these dudes either probably won you or lost you your championship. this mm-hmm. week. Uh, we'll do, we'll do a quick skim of the week 18 booms week 18, excuse me, booms and boss. And let's start with the running back position. Nicholas Chubb, 23.2 fantasy points, only 12 rushing attempts, racked up 77 yards, though. Uh, Did his best, uh, five receptions, six targets, 45 yards and a score. I know, where did that come from? I think those are both season highs for Nick Chubb. Uh, Scored a touchdown. Uh, Look, in a divisional game to close out the season, for the AFC North, these games are always won on the ground. They're very rarely won in in, in air raids. Uh, So this is what you should have expected from Nick Chubb this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how much you want to add there. He's really good at football, and we've said all year long he's probably the best NFL running back, so he's going to have great games, and he did all year. He did. Indeed, he did. RB2 on the week, Zach Moss, 21.1 fantasy points, 18 for 114 in a score. He also caught three passes for seven yards. This was a (laughs) – I mean, he played the Texans. That's your your analysis there. But, like, can we just acknowledge, like, how sneaky, close, and competitive of a game this was? 
Yeah. Like it was I probably the game like, of the week. <laughs> it probably, which is crazy. I mean, it wasn't yep. high quality football, but no. Uh, I mean, they ran the crap out of the football against the Texans, and Zach Moss came through twenty one point one fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played well, and I don't think he's gonna have a starting job next year. But good job in week eighteen. <laughs> and if you started him in your lineups, I, I'd honestly be surprised. Yep, um, good for you if you did. Good for you if you did. Jamal Williams. Just let this man go home and play Pokemon, man. 19.2 fantasy points, 16 or 72, two scores on the day. I mean, is there what's there not to like about Jamal? I love Jamal Williams so I much. Know. I love that he's getting all of the media coverage right now. Yeah. That makes me so happy. If you would have put a bet at the beginning of the year to say he led the NFL in rushing touchdowns and broke Barry Sanders' uh, franchise record, you'd probably be a millionaire right now. Um, oh, yeah. But 17 rushing touchdowns. 10 of them from one yard out. Uh, he was, he was a fantasy gold mine this year. Um, as you know, he, he was drafted as a high end handcuff and now he's had multiple games, put him like 19 points because he had two one yard touchdowns. And so love to see it. I just love Jamal, man. Yeah. He's, I, a fun, just, he's, a, you, he's so fun too. <laughs> do you see, do you see his intro last night? <laughs> I, so I want I want to clip that like yep. so so we so we just got Stream Deck so we have sound effects now so whenever we bring up Jamal Williams' name I'm gonna go. I'm gonna smash I'm gonna clip that and smash that from now on because there we go that was absolutely hilarious uh, I could sit and talk about Jamal Williams all day but let's keep it moving Alexander Madison he's the running back four came in relief for Dalvin Cook in the second half ten for fifty four and two scores caught a pass for six yards uh, Alexander Madison he is a free agent this offseason. He might be a starting running back next year. I would be shocked if he's not. He's he plays well when he's called upon. Um, he's, I believe, he has more games when he's starting as a running back one than not being a running back one. Um, yeah, on the week. So, I mean, he gets the job done. He averages like five yards of catch, and he can or five yards of carry and catch the ball. So, not much more you can ask. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if he'll be a starting running back next year, but I think he'll be part of a team. Yes, and wants to to heavily utilize multiple running backs. That's probably um, a better analysis. It won't be like a San Francisco, um, yeah. but a team similar team that wants to f- use the running back position similar to San Francisco. Um, he could be an eagle, Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah, right. If if the Eagles want to continue using multiple backs, um, yep. I could he wind up in New England maybe, unless if they want to give Ramondre the full workload because Damian Harris is walking. We um, want to give Ramondre the full work. Oh, Ramondre the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you. Yeah. Well, you, I love Ramondre. But he's on your dynasty team. So that makes sense. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Alexander Madison ends up this offseason. Uh, Latavius Murray, 18.8 fantasy points, 15 for 103 in a score, except for 15 yards. Um, Look, Latavius Murray. Like, I, I want to pull up his numbers quick. That's he's what been I was like, he's been sneaky, sneaky good over the last three weeks. If I'm not mistaken, nope, that's a lie. That's a big fat lie. That's a lie to your face. Okay, I was mistaken for week 15. I thought he had three straight weeks of no. being uh, one down week. He's got uh, 11.2 last week. I guess yeah. not great. Not great. He was so he was the running back ten in week fifteen, the running back thirty six, running back twenty one, now running back five. Um, I mean, he's been a consistent running back three ever since getting to Denver. Oh. Um, he hasn't finished lower than the running back thirty six. He has more finishes inside of the top thirty than than outside. Which, I mean, he, he's a he's a stable contributor. He's not going to lose you your week, but nope. This is one of the few weeks that Latavius Murray probably put 
put your team on his back. Um, at any rate, if you started Latavius Murray this week, good for you. I'm guessing a lot of people probably didn't. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon. I This line disgusts me. 11 for 27. Joe Mixon, probably the least efficient back in the NFL this year. That's not true, but... Um, I mean, like he was it. pretty, pretty dang inefficient this year. He did score a touchdown, but caught five passes for 41 yards, 17.8 fantasy points. Uh, is how do you even view Joe Mixon going into 2023? Like, I know, he, I, I know it's way too early. We're talking like six months, seven months, eight months down the road from now. But what in the world do you do with Joe Mixon? Because it, it it's not like his season was phenomenal. No, he wasn't that great. 55 one week. Otherwise, only one game over 20 fantasy points. Only three games, four games, five games over 15. If you exclude that, that 55 point week. So we're talking about half of his games. He was less than 15 fantasy points this year. Like, what do you do with Joe Mixon going going into next year? I view him as the same way we viewed Aaron Jones this year. Or the same way Aaron Jones played this year, I should say. You okay. know, he's he's going to do it a little differently, right? Because Aaron Jones is uber efficient on less carries. Mixon's going to be a lot less efficient on more carries. Um, the passing work's going to be there, but right, he's going to have one boom week. It's going to be amazing. You know, just like Aaron Jones has done the last two years, one 40-point week where he puts up four touchdowns. Then everything else is like in that 13 to 17 range, right? And that's kind of where he sits, where he lives. He'll have one or two games where he gets you seven or eight. He'll have one or two games where he gets you 23, 25. But he's he's not just going to, you know, he's not going to all of a sudden open up for 200 yards back-to-back weeks, right? He had one game this entire season over 100 yards rushing. But he also only had, let me look, one game under two receptions this season. So he's he's right. kind of got both sides of it. And I don't see Cincinnati bringing in another running back. That's not the way Zach Taylor's done it. No, he's still going to get the carries. So he's probably going to end up as a, you know, borderline top ten running back. He's just not like a sexy borderline top ten running back. Yeah, he'll probably be drafted around the same same place as he was this year. Um, yep. My guess is that he'll be closer to running back ten to twelve than he will be eight to ten. Yes. Um, and that's about where I'll probably rank him next year. Is right around running back ten. Um, but I'm certainly not going any higher after this year. No. Elijah Mitchell, he was the running back seven on the week, 17 and a half fantasy points, two scores on five rushing attempts for 55 yards. Great. Cool. Elijah Mitchell's back in shape. I guarantee you didn't play him this week because Christian McCaffrey was playing. So, <laughs> and that was kind of, that was kind of the advice around the industry, right? If Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, then Elijah Mitchell is your plug and play. Um, uh, but if Christian McCaffrey does play, then Elijah Mitchell probably shouldn't be in your lineup. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out you could have played Elijah Mitchell no matter what, probably. Yeah. So Deion Jackson running back eight on the week, eight for 35, uh, elevated by six receptions on eight targets for 75 yards, though. Uh, clearly, when Jonathan Taylor went down, this team went to a dominant uh, ball carrier on the ground and a dominant running back through the air. Yeah. Uh, we all knew Deion Jackson had this in his arsenal. Again, if you played either him or, or Zach Moss, like pat on the back to you, but 
That's about all I can give you at this point because your championship shouldn't have been played in, in week 18 anyways. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey, running back nine, 16.9 fantasy points, 10 for 45, caught three passes, 34 yards, and a score. Uh, obviously, he did not play much because the 49ers, um, I mean, I mean, they were going to smoke the Cardinals no matter what, but there's no no reason to have the Christian McCaffrey out on the field when you're going to dominate that football game. Mm. Kenny Drake... Kenyon Drake, 15.9, 16 for 60 in a score. Uh, cool. Very cool. I don't really care that much. Uh, but here, here's the player I want to talk about, though. Cam Akers. It's the running back 11 on the week. 15.8 fantasy points. 21 for 104. Caught three passes for 24 yards. Cam Akers finished as a top 15 running back in four of the final six weeks. And he finished as a top five running back in all six of those games. He didn't post a single top 30 finish until week 13. How is the fantasy football going? Oh goodness. Let me, let me try that again. (laughs) How is the fantasy football community going to remember cam Akers this season? 98% 98% of us are going to remember him as a bust, right? Because if you drafted him, you weren't playing him, you probably dropped him. The 2% that are going to remember him as, you know, somewhat of a playoff hero or a guy who won games down the stretch are people who are in a pinch, who had all their running backs get hurt and had to have him starting. And most likely, if you were in that position, you weren't in the fantasy championship anyways, right? I don't think Cam Akers came in at the end and won anybody a championship because he was either on their bench they weren't in the playoffs, you know, so I do think he's going to be remembered as a bust, but it is something that we need to keep in mind going into next year. Hey, he's going to be lower in ADP because people remember the beginning of the year last year. So maybe we can find him at a discount if he really does drop low enough. Zero points in week one, running back 33, running back 32, 1.3 points in week four, the running back 62. Jump down to week nine, the running back 67, the running back 52, the running back 35, the running back 57. Those that, That's Cam Akers through the first 12 weeks this year. Yep. He was on waiver wires until week 14. You drafted him in what, the fourth round? Yeah. That's what you remember. You remember him as a bust. You don't remember him as this playoff hero who had three straight games of 100 rushing yards. I think you can keep that in your back pocket, mm-hmm. but I'm walking away from this season thinking Cam Akers is a bust and LA. He was left for dead by LA. Yep. They were going to trade him. Yeah. And there was yeah, nothing I, Cam was going to do about it. It's just that nobody wanted him. And I do think too, Sean McVay has always believed in Cam Akers since he drafted him. If Sean McVay leaves, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with Cam Akers this off season going into next year. That a hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree with that. Uh, let's keep things moving here. We're 30 minutes into the pod. Uh, let's move on to wide receiver booms of the week. Keenan Allen, eight receptions, 102 yards and two scores. Good for 30.2 fantasy points. Man, uh, it has been a minute since we've seen yeah. vintage Keenan Allen like this. I mean, Miami, I got Miami in week 14. He went tw- uh, 12 receptions on 14 targets for 92 yards, but the two scores, those were. Uh, very welcomed after having yes. only two touchdowns on the season. Devontae yeah. Parker. Oh, go ahead. You're going to add. I just think it's a bright spot if you're looking to the future for Keenan Allen that he's not done quite yet. You know, um, 
because I do think he was kind of sneaking in that Adam Thielen category mm-hmm. um, after this year where, like, Thielen next year, we're not going to be excited about it at all, right? No. Um, he'll be very low on draft boards. And I think Keenan Allen was starting to get that point, right? Couldn't stay healthy, hadn't put up multiple weeks. He can handle, still handle high target volume. Um, so, Oh, camera got booted out. Uh, <laughs> wow. Alrighty. I'll pick up for Cameron then. <laughs> uh, we've never had that happen before. All right. Uh, but yeah, with Keenan Allen, here's the thing. I was, this is the next point I was going to bring up since returning in week 11, he's back since returning in week 11, eight targets, seven targets, 14 targets, 14 targets, nine targets, 14, six and 11. Like that's a guy who screams. He can still handle volume. He can still handle high snap percentage. Wide receiver 12, wide receiver 10, wide receiver 9, wide receiver 1. I mean, he's been a top 30 wide receiver in all of his final weeks, just as many weeks inside of the top 12 as outside of the top 15. So I'm like, Keenan Allen, he's going to fall down draft boards next year. I'm probably yes. still going to invest in him as a volume play, though. Uh, you have to. I mean, Justin Herbert proves when, he, when Keenan Allen's on the field, Herbert both plays better. And he throws the ball to Keenan Allen a ton. So it's hard not to want to play Keenan Allen or draft Keenan Allen, especially if he's going to be a value. And it's going to be a high-powered offense once again. Yep. And Justin Herbert plays better when these two weapons are on the field. Yep. Devontae Parker, wide receiver two on the week. Uh, I honestly don't care all that much. Six receptions on seven targets for 79 yards and two scores. Cool. Uh, you didn't play Devontae Parker. He was probably sitting on waivers. He was rostered. That, that's in Dynasty. Uh, I'm not going to pull up a redraft roster percentage on Sleeper, but uh, Devontae Parker, 25.9 fantasy points. He was the wide receiver, two on the week. Jerry Judy, another big week for Jerry Judy. Yeah. 24.3 fantasy points, five receptions, 154 yards. He didn't have a score, but he did have three rushing attempts for 39 yards. Uh, look, he's been phenomenal down the yes. stretch. He's been awesome. The wide receiver one, the wide receiver 24, the wide receiver 15, the wide receiver 27, the wide receiver three since week 14. Nine targets, eight targets, 10, eight, six. Had at least five receptions in all those games. Has gone over 75 receiving yards in four of those five games. I mean, he's been great. Yeah. He's been he great. Has. And I, I'm ready to say I'm, I was very wrong this year. I thought Cortland Sutton was easily going to be the number one over Judy. And you know judy's proven going into next year i feel like he's the clear-cut number one um even with sutton being banged up like even when sutton was healthy and judy was off the field sutton never had weeks like this and judy's had multiple now and sutton has just been awful this year in terms of like his his physical tangible traits on the field it's been very bad separation has been down contested catch rate has been down everything has been down uh jerry judy has been the biggest benefactor here uh and we weren't the only ones who thought it'd be Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy. Yep. Um, you were definitely the strongest advocate out of the three of us, but we all would have agreed with you that we would rather have Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy. Um, yeah, going into drafts next year, it is very clearly going to be Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton. Yeah, these uh, big physical wide receivers are killing me. Uh, last year was Kenny Galladay, and this year is Cortland Sutton. I got to just stop believing in these guys who <laughs> flash in the pan because they're really big and physical. And Slot, slot guys yep. are the future. Slot yep. guys are the future. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, seven receptions, 104 yards, and a score, 23.4 fantasy points. He's really good at football. Can we move on? Yep. Jamar Chase, he's also really good at football. 
eight for 86 in a score. Can we move on? Yeah. I, I feel like people forgot how good he is and I'm glad he's had a couple <laughs> of good games come back. Like he's averaging 23 pass points a game. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Wide receiver, 17, wide receiver, three, wide receiver, 14, wide receiver, 27, wide receiver, five. Since week 13, he has scored at least 16 fantasy points in all of those games except for one. Not much more you can ask for. Not much more you can ask for from Jamar Chase. Christian Kirk, pay that man. Give him his money. Six receptions for 99 yards and a score. Made an extra milli this weekend. Just needed two receptions. And uh, was it was it 45 receiving? Or no, 91 Six. receiving yards. Yep. Uh, and he got 99, baby. 21.9 fantasy points. Uh, he has been by far like my biggest victory lap worthy take uh, of the year. And I'm not going to victory lap it because I've done it so many times already. We've expressed our love for Christian Kirk. Uh, but that man fell into a little bit of a slump at the end of the year, but still the wide receiver 11 yeah. on the season. Uh, he is by far one of the biggest values you got in drafts this year. Yeah. I mean, Jags were clowned for signing him for so much money, but he posts posts 84 receptions, 1108 yards, and eight touchdowns. I that's that's pretty good signing in my book. And you know, he's still got three years left, and Trevor Lawrence is only going to get better. And now they're going to add Calvin Ridley to the mix next year. So, uh, I think I think Christian Kirk's going to keep it up for a little while. Is he going to be overdrafted next year, though, or do you think, or do you think people are going to like actually factor in Calvin Ridley enough? I do think I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be overdrafted. I think um, if anything, maybe we'll see a little bit like a Mike Williams this year. Sure, right. But I I truly don't think he's going to creep up into that fifth round, fourth, fifth round. Maybe he does, but I just don't see him getting that high. Just name like the name Christian Kirk doesn't get people excited. No, no. I mean, I as much as I love Christian Kirk, it, it doesn't get me all that excited no. either. Uh, Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver, seven on the week. Nice of you to show up now, Brandon. Uh, five for one hundred six and a score. I don't. I just don't care. Like, no. too little, too late, man. I know these he next three guys. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I mean, I said it at the beginning of the year. Hunter Renfro has no upside, and I know he was injured for a good chunk of the year. But like, even to start the year, five, ten point nine, six point five, eight point five, one point six, five point six. Injured from week 10 to week 14, 2.4, finally 14.2, 4.9, 19.3. Those are all of Hunter Renfro's scores on the year. Like, it was an abysmal season for Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah. So, again, he was on waiver wires. A.J. Green. Where where did he come from? Three for 91 and a score. Did you Drake see that play? No, I didn't because I don't care. <laughs> it was like a reverse, and then they threw back to the quarterback, and they chucked it up in double coverage, and the two 49ers missed a tackle on him. Like, it was the dumbest thing in the world. But this was A.J. Green's second game all season with more than 20 receiving yards. <laughs> that's how irrelevant he is. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> Drake London, 6 for 120, no scores, wide receiver 10 on the week. Uh, and shout out Garrett Wilson, 17.9, wide receiver 11, 9 for 89. Relevance. Relevance, <laughs> I know, with somebody not named Zach Wilson. He's good. Uh, <laughs> those are the wide receiver booms of the week. Let's keep it, let's keep flying through quarterbacks here because we got to right. get through bus as well. Yes, we do. 
Yeah, okay, good. We can start off with a quick one. Davis Mills, 24.5 fantasy points, 298 and three. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's, that's all I want to say. I don't want to say anything more about Davis Mills. Russell Wilson, 24.1 fantasy points. Juicy K. Okay, well, I, I have to... I Like, the, Russ has looked so bad this year. Did you yep. see that dot he threw to Jerry Judy down the sideline, though? It's... That was a piece of art. And I am like, where, where in the world has that been all year? Because that was a dot on the move... That was quintessential Russell Wilson. And I couldn't believe he he whipped that out his bag. Like, I didn't know if he still had that in him. He's had two top three finishes since Nathaniel Hackett got fired. So maybe it was Hackett all year long. I'm convinced it was. <laughs> I'm hoping it was. We need Russ back. Josh Allen, 22.8 fantasy points. He's 254 good. and three. He's good at football. You expect mm-hmm. this every week. We can move on, correct? Yep. Davis Webb. Who? Yes. 20.8 fantasy points, 168-1. Okay, but that doesn't lead to 20.8 fantasy points. I mean, I've been leaving out these rushing totals. I'm just using sleeper. There it is. Six for 41 and a score on the ground as well. Davis Webb, league winner. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> if I was on with Ty, he would have been my star of the week. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have fired him up. You heard it yep. here. <laughs> Trust me, bro. <laughs> Trust me. Brock Purdy. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, Brock Purdy. Yeah, we'll see. 178-3 for 19.8 fantasy points. Four rushing attempts for seven yards. Uh, okay, seriously, though. I'm tired of seeing Brock Purdy for rookie of the year. Get that out of my I don't. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Ken Walker. You cannot tell me that Brock Purdy, despite going 6-0 and over his last six starts, you cannot tell me that Brock Purdy is worthy of winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. You cannot mm. convince me of that because you want to know why? You could probably stick my grandma in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And she'd probably be a top five quarterback on the week. Yeah. I mean, not really, because I, I love you, Grandma, but you wouldn't survive <laughs> out there. Um, but my point is that Kyle Shanahan could take Christian Ponder and do this with Christian Ponder. Okay. Kyle Shanahan has one of the most quarterback friendly systems in the NFL. Brock Purdy, love you, man. Great story done wonders for the 49ers here i'm sorry you don't deserve to win offensive rookie of the year you just don't i personally if the vikings don't win the super bowl want to see the 49ers win the super bowl just so brock purdy went 10 and 0 won the super bowl and now the 49ers have to decide if they're going to keep him or trey lance this offseason i'll sell trey lance for a king's ransom and dynasty if that happens you heard it that, here first i would be so happy about that just as just to watch them try to make that decision and knowing no matter what happens people are going to say they made the wrong decision that would honestly be that that would be pretty funny i then i would give offensive rookie of the year to brock birdie deshaun watson quarterback six on the week 19.6 fantasy points 230 and two sam howell quarterback seven 
169 and one Mac Jones, 243 and three. Anything you want to add on those three? I like, I, I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson, it's about time he finally starts getting back into shape and Sam Howell and Mac Jones, uh, you weren't starting them anyways. No. But, okay. But does Sam Howell make things interesting at least? Yeah. A little like, bit, at least. Like for the Washington Commanders, like future quarterback situation. Oh, he added uh, five rushing attempts for 35 yards in a score as well. Sam Howell. You got to think so. I mean, he you haven't given him a chance. He just drafted him. He puts out puts up a good game against the Dallas team that wa- probably wanted to win this game, you know? Um, All right. So, yeah. I It's got to at least make it interesting. You'd think they're not going to draft a quarterback now. They're going to kind of let him sling it next year. Uh, you You would think. I mean, they still have Carson Wentz. I'll also not forget that. Oh, um, yeah. But Ooh. I digress. <laughs> Mac Jones, we talked about him. Justin Herbert, 18.8, 273 and 2. Sam Mellinger. <laughs> yeah, he was a top-10 quarterback. Uh, tight end booms of the week. <laughs> if this quarterback list wasn't indicative of why you should not be having a fancy championship in week 18, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. I 100% <laughs> agree. Jordan Atkins. Hey, there he is again. His Woo-hoo! second big game of the year, just as we all predicted. He's going to have two relevant games this year. Uh, you just can't pick him up after this one now. Uh, 25 fantasy points, four for 70 and two scores. George Kittle, 18.9, four for 29 and two scores. Can't believe you only had 29 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. That's just, that's kind of embarrassing. It is. I mean, 18. I mean, I'm going to take a tight end to finish from George Kittle whenever I can get it. But yeah, I digress. Isaiah Likely, eight for 103, 18.3 fantasy points. Did Mark Andrews play this week? I didn't see him on the injury report. Uh, He was a healthy scratch. There you go. I was going to say, I'm like, I didn't see him on the injury report. That's why I thought that was a bit bizarre why Isaiah Likely was playing a ton. Um, at any rate, tight end three on the week. Cole Komet. Four for 57 in a score. 15.7 fantasy points. Everyone's favorite player. Everyone's tight end stream of the week if you're in fantasy championships. Lawrence Cager. <laughs> <laughs> Who? 14.9 fantasy points, 8 for 69. He didn't have a touchdown days this high. No. You're telling me Miami had the playoffs on the line and they almost lost to Joe Flacco and Lawrence Cager? Are you kidding me? Cager's on the Giants. He is? Oh, why does he have a Jets jersey on? Unbelievable. Uh, yes, the, get right, it together. Uh, right. Yeah, so why? Get it together. David Njoku, four for 42 in a score. Chica Conquo, three for 42 in a score. Michael Pruitt, three for 34 in a score. Oh, everybody, you know what? If, if you didn't play, if you didn't play, <laughs> if you didn't play Lawrence Cager, this was everybody's, everybody's second tight end streamer of the week. Tegan Quatoriano. Who? Googling this guy. <laughs> Tegan Qu- Quentin Tarantino. That's how I want to read his name. My goodness. Also a Houston tight end. Three for 83. Fifth round pick out of Oregon State this year. Yep. Just as we all predicted. Relevance in week 18 of fantasy football. Uh, mm-hmm. and Dallas Goddard wraps up the top 10. Six for 46. 
10.6 fantasy points. All right, let's move on to bust of the week. I Sounds good. Again, to me. if if these if those last two lists weren't indicative of why you shouldn't have your fantasy championships in week 18, I don't know what to tell you. It does not take more skill. It does not take more skill. It cheats people out of championships who should be champions in your league. That's yeah. what it does. Because week 18 is so sporadic and random and people bench all their starters and you get freaking Lawrence Cager and Tegan Quatoriano. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. That boss of the week. Let's let's move on to the boss. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Seven fantasy points. He's running back 38 on the week, 17 for 45. Did catch two passes for five yards. Uh, but not much going on from Josh Jacobs against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had him uh, pretty bottled up. They did. Travis Etienne. Everybody was saying. Probably shouldn't play him this week. Seven for 17. Caught two passes for 17 yards. This game was just gross. Nobody, you and I kept saying it, Kim, before we came on. And, and even while we were watching this game, neither team actually want, seemed like they wanted to win this football game. No. Like, like I get a defensive effort, like a good defensive like battle. That didn't, yeah. feel, didn't feel like a good defensive battle. No, it was just gross all around. And the Jacks could have easily lost. Like, if Josh Dobbs doesn't throw it, a, a dumb interception. Ooh. I just, uh, yeah, that game was that game was honestly more difficult to watch than I was anticipating. Dalvin Cook, eleven for thirty-seven and a fumble, left with an injury. He did leave with an injury. He did come back though in this game, uh, but mm-hmm. then they sat him. The, the Vikings pretty much sat their starters the entirety of the of the second yep. half. Uh, honorable mentions here: David Montgomery. 2.1, he was a running back 71. Tony Pollard, running back 76. Zeke, running back 82. I mean, again, these are just guys who just did not get much run no. um, in the game. Wide receiver boss of the week, T. Higgins. 1.7, the wide receiver 104 on the week. <laughs> One of Tough. five for 15. Wait, that isn't right. That doesn't equal... That's not one right. one of five for seven. Sorry, one of five for. I was gonna say I'm like that equals two point five. Where there's point eight points missing somewhere. Uh one reception, seven yards. <laughs> Can we also add that there's been a ton of like reckless speculation on T. Higgins not being on the Bengals next year? Oh Can we just gosh. laugh at how ridiculous that is? It is ridiculous. I the Bengals would be dumb not to have both of them because they're the reason their offense is so good. Hundred percent agree. Uh, and I'll tell you what, right now, the Chicago is not going to give up their first round, first overall pick for T. Higgins. Yeah. If anything, they'll trade down with the Colts and then draft uh, Quentin Thomas out of uh, TCU. Mm. They'll draft him there. And they'll be dumb enough to draft him fourth overall as well. DK Metcalf, three for 30. Tyler Lockett had a nice week. And like, and this is the thing about DK Metcalf. This is actually disappointing because this was a this was a game they needed to win. Uh, they there were playoff implications here. Yeah, DK only went three for thirty. Uh, is that correct? Seven fantasy points right now. Yeah, I know he had three seven for forty. Points. Yeah, he went three for forty. Three for forty. There it is. That's yep. my bad. I don't know why I can't type. I have screwed this wide receiver bus up twice in a row now. That's my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> and he uh, saw eight targets on the day as well, which is substantially. He only at? saw three of them, uh, or caught three of them. So, yeah, DK uh, last two weeks. Not been good. The wide receiver 102 and the wide receiver 58. Yeah, not uh, not good for DK Metcalf. Tyreek Hill, yeah. we talked about him a little bit. He left with injury. 
4.32 for uh, 23. Wide receiver 82 on the week. That Jets-Dolphins game, too, also really scummy. Just really gross. I know. I If you watch that game, if you forced yourself to keep your eyeballs open that whole game, um, I'm sorry you chose to do that to yourself. Yeah. DJ Moore. Only had two fantasy points of wide receiver 94. Debo, wide receiver 75. Mike Will, we talked about him, left with injury. Wide receiver 54. And Justin Jefferson, he only played half the game. So uh, yep. we, won't, we won't hold his 7.8 points against him this week. Again, th- this is just proof, though, right? Like, you get guys who play half a game, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't know, maybe they could play the whole game. Did, like, could they? Maybe. But then yep. they don't. And you started Justin Jefferson because if he is playing, you're going to start him. You're mm-hmm. never not going to sit Justin Jefferson if he's playing. And he does that. So, again, Week 18 championships. Strongly advise not having your championship in Week 18. Talk to your commissioner about getting that changed for next year. Uh, it's just our preference. All of our championships are Week 17, and nobody ever has a complaint about it. Nope. Quarterback boss of the week. Dak Prescott. Quarterback 28. 14 to 37 for 128 and 1. Yikes. 14 yeah. to 37. I didn't realize yeah. he was that. Like I knew he was bad. I didn't realize he was that bad for yeah, 128. That's, that's not even 10 yards completion. No, it is gross. Ah, oh, Dak. Disgusting. Trevor Lawrence, 20 to 32 for 212 and one. Not great either. Not great either. Aaron Rodgers, the goat. Not. 11.2, quarterback 19. He's our honorable mention. Tight end boss, TJ Hawkinson. Only targeted once. Irv Smith was back in this game. They gave Irv Smith plenty of run in this game. They uh, did. He was out on the field a ton. 2.6 to tight end 39 on the week. And Darren Waller. Two for 35. 5.5 the tight end 25 on the week. Anything you want to add before we wrap out the episode here? I don't think so. Just... Just like we've been saying, I mean, it was it was a gross week. It was hard to, you know, figure out who was actually going to be playing the full time. And then there was a lot of games, you know, like we were talking about Tennessee and um, Jacksonville and even Detroit and Green Bay. Those were games that were supposed to be, you know, must win for teams, and they were still ugly. So it was just a tough week 18 all around. Yeah, it was a very brutal week 18. I like week 18 is such, it's, it's, it's such an awkward week in the season because – Teams have some teams have everything on the line. Some teams have absolutely nothing on the line. Yeah, yet they don't want to play to not lose. Like you have no reason to not put your starters out there, but you also don't have a really good reason to put your starters out there. And yeah. then you get ra- it, it, it's a mess. So again, for fantasy football purposes, I will say this for about the twentieth time this episode. Please, <laughs> please have your fantasy championships end in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. Don't play through week eighteen because. It doesn't do anybody any good in your league. It probably cheats. It cheats more people out of winning championships that are deserving of it than someone who might just get lucky because oh they didn't play Saquon Barkley this week. Oh yeah. they they didn't play. They only played Justin Jefferson half the game. Right. Like those are the things you battle, and and it's just not. I don't. I personally don't think it's fair um, mm-hmm. to those who are worthy of winning a championship. Um, I would agree, and that's sad. I just realized I didn't even have our names out the entire episode. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, at Camlaw317. You can find him there. 
FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, fantasy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube, where you should be subbed, have those notifications turned on. We have a lot of great content still coming out for you this entire off season. Uh, we're going to do a ton of review in the coming weeks. Uh, we are going to host the fantasy football fellas, 2022 awards. You'll get that episode on Thursday this week. We're going to be, I haven't run this idea past either of you two yet, but we're going to run some polls on Twitter. We want you all, we're going to do a fan vote on who you want to win our fantasy football awards this year. We'll do MVP. We'll do rookie of the year. We'll do biggest bust, biggest surprise, everything of the sorts. We'll, we'll do all those, but we want your votes. We'll give our thoughts on that episode and we'll give away the awards uh, later in the week uh, based off of fan votes. So, you can uh, you can be ready to hear that episode later this week. Uh, and in future weeks, we'll do a ton of recap. We'll recap the top 10 players at each position. Uh, we'll get in some dynasty fantasy football content as well. We're gonna get in some NFL draft content as well. Uh, we're gonna I'm I'm hoping we can get on a few guests this offseason to help us break down some of these draft prospects because there are going to be a lot of juicy rookie prospects this year. Uh, for dynasty startups, but also like if you really want to get ahead and redraft, uh, there could be some breakout uh, young stars next year as well from this class. So uh, sure. we'll we'll bring in some we'll bring in some uh, industry experts hopefully uh, to to give us their two cents on some of these prospects, so you know what you're getting into when you draft these players in your dynasty startups and your rookie drafts this year. If you're playing dynasty football, or even to just start prepping ahead for redraft next year, yeah, uh, we have a lot on the docket. We're not going anywhere. We're just going down the two episodes a week. Uh, and maybe as we even get into the thick of the offseason anymore, we might trim back to one a week so we're not clipping through all sorts of meaningless content and just trying to create content for the sake of creating content. We want to bring you for all sure. quality content. It's yep. number one priority. But as of right now, we will be going back down to two episodes a week uh, instead of the three we are pumping out during the season. I know I already asked this, but now that I've laid all that out, is there anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, it's a good season. Good fights. Uh, I do want to congratulate. I haven't been able to congratulate Lucas on winning our dynasty championship. Um, he I was going to complain about his team's injury uh, long enough that they finally rewarded him with the championship. Uh, he stole it from me. He didn't deserve it. Um, it Should have been mine. <laughs> but that is, you know, I'll lay it to rest. Congratulations, Lucas. I, I appreciate that. I was uh, <laughs> I was ready to come on the podcast last week and just claim my victory. Uh, I I. I couldn't though I, was, I had to sweat it out through through monday night football um mm -hmm. i couldn't claim my victory but i will remain a humble champ except for in our group chat where i will continue <laughs> complaining complaining and i will continue dropping all the hezbollah memes in the world um i would like to say i was without trey lance and javante williams the entire season um a few other players along the way jamar chase i was with, without jamar chase but i digress i digress we made it. We uh, won. It feels good. It feels good. Um, that, but yeah, I would agree. Your uh, your team is far worthy of winning the championship much more than mine was. Uh, but I will. I'll take my victories where I can get them. So yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Three stooges being dudes. Just two of us hanging out with you today, Cameron and Lucas. We will see you all later this week for the Fantasy Football Fellows Awards. That's a mouthful. Woo. Yeah, we had to come up with a better name for that. FFA. 
the the FFF Fantasy Football Awards, the FFF 2022 Fantasy Football Awards. There it is. There it is. We'll be back on Thursday with the FFF 2022 Fantasy Football Awards. We will see you then. Deuces. Deuces.